injured or any doubts at all or anybody coming back? No, nothing, nothing too special. We've got uh, our long-term uh, injuries. Only um, Des is, is out. Had a surgery uh, meanwhile, so everything went well. And uh, but he will be out for yeah. First diagnosis was uh, three months, so just uh, one week ago right now. So he will he will be out. Uh, also, Christopher Zimmerman's not available. Still on his way from his uh, from his rehab. Some good news uh, with him. So yesterday he was already a bit involved in our warm-up. Later on, he did some individual work um, today as well, but he's not far uh, away from returning back to team training. So, um, could be a little topic perhaps in the next week for the for the Western game. So not this this weekend. I expect him 100% then back after the international break. Um, yes, our new lads uh, like like Ibrahim uh, Amadou is still settling in, settling in well. So it's growing from from day to day. So in general, so uh, nothing too special. Stephen Pukki's obviously grabbed the headlines. How impressed with you have you been? And has his start slightly surprised mm. you? Has he surpassed expectations? No, not impressed, not surprised. I work with him meanwhile since uh, several months. I know what he's capable of. And of course, it's a dream start when you're there uh, in the Premier League with, uh, I think, four goals right now after after two games. And he can go on with this uh, average. Uh, I'm not sure if he can handle this, but because otherwise he would finish with more than 70 goals in the end but um, yeah in the end of course it was, was a good great start it's always good when the striker has such a period so sometimes you have these moments that you just have to watch a ball and the ball goes into the net and sometimes you're struggling and fighting and, and uh, just hit the inner post it's good to have a good start into the season good for the confidence and uh, but not only because of his goals but also because of his workload and his capability to link the play he there with several assists and something like this so um, pretty pleased with him at the moment. And how confident are you that he can keep his goal scoring momentum up as the season goes on? To be honest, I don't mind as, as long as we gain points. So it's it's not like we want to win individual statistics. So it's not like uh, I'm unbelievable greedy that uh, Timo uh, Pukki wants uh, wins uh, the gold boot. So for me, it's important that we will win as many points as possible. And and um, if from now on he's there with null goals and all the others are scoring, he's just there with assists. I'm also pleased, but I'm pretty confident that he can go on because he has his quality and also our our, our style of, of, of game suits him. And uh, I'm pretty sure that he won't finish the season with just four goals. Have you set a target or has he got a target for the number of goals in his mind? No, no target. And really top quality um, uh, strikers are not naive. Uh, so they don't know there there is no target. It's all about the team and otherwise in the situation when you... Uh, go with a two against one on the goalkeeper. You're just greedy to score yourself in order to reach your individual targets. You can't do this, so you just have to think more about the uh, the team. And this is exactly what uh, what Timo is doing because he was uh, there in the last go uh, season with many goals, but also with many many assists. And his workload is always outstanding. I can remember uh, one scene last week against Newcastle when he was running back 80 yards in order to gain possession back at our own. 18-yard box and for that this workload is, is important and, and let the goals take care for itself for themselves um, he's, he's uh, so important for our team and he's a team player and that's the most important topic I'll just ask you a couple of more general issues VAR what have you made of it so far and how do you think it can be improved yeah, it's always a difficult topic because you can't reduce um, the, um, uh, the the mistakes and the failures uh, up to null percent or whatever. But my feeling is, is the start was quite good. I had this experience in, uh, in Germany, I think two years ago, when we tried to man, um, implement it and we were struggling a lot in uh, Germany and had big problems. So my feeling is 
the processes are more or less clear and, and uh, also some good rules. Of course, there will be always situations you can discuss about it, but my feeling is, um, although there were perhaps a few incidents when it was a bit doubtful, but in general, overall, um, it's a good start. What is the time it takes to get to a decision an issue, do you think, for you? Yes, of course, it, it's, I wouldn't say it kills the rhythm or the speed of the game. So my feeling is um, we're trying to do everything in order to make it as quick as possible. And, and of course, there's always after a few weeks and after a few months, you, you have to give the feedback and speak about what we can uh, still improve. But my feeling is uh, the start to life for VAR was not too bad. And just one more from me, just about racial abuse, social media abuse of players has been on the news in the news this week with what happened to mm. Paul Bobba mm. after his penalty miss. Mm. I'm just thinking, do you give advice to players about how they should deal with that? It, 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 mm. it, would you advise players perhaps to stay off social media for a while? Mm. Do you think the social media platform should be doing more to clamp down on the abuse? Mm. No, in general, so I don't uh, have to give advice uh, to, to any of my players uh, because they're not uh, naive and, and they are pretty, pretty clear also in their, in their willis is, is, is not acceptable. So um, uh, anything in this ter uh, terms and I think when there is uh, something um, uh, yeah, in this, in this racist behaviour there, we have to react really unbelievably strict and, and uh, with, without tolerating anything uh, at all and we have to be unbelievably strict uh, in our reaction and, and all my players know my attitude, all my players have this attitude as well and for that it's not a big topic for us. Thank you. Backtrack a little bit on the injuries if we can. Uh, Tim Closer, how is he in terms of uh, availability for tomorrow? Yes, he's available. Um, he had um, a full week together with us yeah, because he was out for nearly three weeks and also had a difficult preseason. Um, um, so perhaps not a topic for the starting uh, starting lineup, but uh, it was it was good. So meanwhile, he's since um, yeah nine days uh, back in team training, so had the whole week with us, and he's available. So he will be uh, in the squad. That's good news because we were struggling a lot. Um, when, uh, with our central central defenders, and it's good to have him uh, have him back. Um, yeah, also like I said, Christoph Simon not too far away. So in general, um, some good news. Yes. What about Josip Dermic? Uh, the hamstring is he available for tomorrow? No, no chance. So I forgot him. Um, yeah, still out with his uh, hamstring injury. So he's doing some stuff on the pitch, but just individual. So I hope there is at least a bit hope to have him back, perhaps uh, in, at any point during the next week, but um, not yet. Um, just getting to Chelsea. As and when, but just a final reflection on Newcastle. Where would you rank that performance in terms of your time here? It was a top class, uh, top class performance. That's uh, that's for sure, and and it was a well deserved win. And I think in, in nearly all the topics we were um, top class. Of course, we were a bit annoyed that we conceded a goal in, in extra time. So I think it was a certain amount of extra time. But our our defending behavior was really good. How we controlled the counter was really good. We were good in our possession, good in counter attacks. We created chances out of set pieces out of position play, out of counter attacks over the wings through the center. So more or less a, it was a pretty pretty much a all round up performance and I was pretty pleased with this. But each each and every game is different so it's difficult to compare it and, and to rank it anyhow but without any doubt so it was a was a top class performance. Are you surprised how quickly it feels that that group of players have got to the level they need to, to get results in this league? No, not surprised because we are convinced of of, uh, of our way and and we believe in our players and we stick together and and um, it was an impressive uh, performance without without any doubt and I don't take it as as given that we are already there with um, really 
I would judge it really two really good performances. Also in Liverpool, we were in many many periods of the game more than uh, competitive, and uh, it's good for the confidence. It's it's good for the mood, but um, it doesn't mean uh, too much. So we will still go further on in each every game, and we'll be the underdog in each every game. So the same, uh, for example, tomorrow. But it is like this. So we are in a uh, in a good shape at the moment, and uh, yeah, we have to use this and and uh, to to work a bit further on in this momentum. As a, as a coach, when you come off a performance like that, and I think you said after the game, it's not too often as a coach you have that sense where things you've tried have all really come off. Mm. Does that is it difficult then not to let that influence building into this week? Because obviously, it's fair to say Chelsea will probably present a slightly different threat than Newcastle did. Yes, it's uh, it's always a bit of danger after good performance that there's a bit of complacency and and you're not uh, again that greedy and uh, that focused. But it helps that we play against Chelsea. So this is one hundred percent a, a top class side, and I don't have to to warn my players or something that they know in this game. We are again the underdogs, and we have to perform again with one hundred percent to to have a chance against uh, against this side uh, because the side full of full of uh, top class players and uh, it's a top club, and for that. It helps a bit that the uh, name of the club is uh, that big, that's for sure. Uh, good or bad sign of play, do you think? No wins yet under Frank Lampard? Yeah, it's always you can interpret it in, in uh, different ways. So if I'm honest, I would have preferred if they would have been there already with the win. In order, uh, I think several players made it clear also during the week that they're highly motivated right now to um, to get their season going. My feeling is um, it was... Um, they got their uh, season already going with, with performances several times, but not with a win so far. And it's quite normal. It's such a such a big club, so the claim is always to to play for titles, to uh, to win each every game. So success is a habit for such a club. So it's not long ago that they won the Premier League title. It's not so long ago that they won the Champions League title. They are um, the reigning champion of the Europa League. So it's it's a top class side. And we know that they are perhaps even more dangerous uh, when they are highly motivated and greedy to get their uh, first win under the belt. So perhaps, if I'm honest, I would have preferred uh, that they have already their first win. But we can't influence. It's like this, and I'm pretty sure that we will face a highly motivated Chelsea side. And yeah, we have to go all in in order to uh, to be competitive. Uh, Frank Lampard, obviously, uh, a lot of attention on him going back to Chelsea. What do you make of that? We know from your battles with Derby that you, you like his work and. How he set that Derby team up, but going into Chelsea, were you surprised how soon that happened for him in his coaching career? Yeah, it's always a, a bit surprising when um, you're already allowed to manage such a big club, but not a surprise because of the um, uh, person, uh, Frank Lampard, because he's a Chelsea uh, legend, and I think he's done a really good job um, in his uh, first year coaching career at, at Derby. Of course, it's always a bit difficult when you don't have um, ten years under under your belt, but my feeling is also like. Um, I like I like his style, and he's done a really good uh, job at at, um, um, at Derby. And it's it's always difficult um, to judge when you are prepared. My feeling is, um, chess is also a bit like perhaps a bit in a transition um, period when they want to implement a, a bit different style with a bit more uh, intensity and a bit more younger players. And then um, to choose a, a Chelsea legend who has won so much and just there was so much emotion and passion for this club it's it's not a bad, bad choice that's uh, that's for sure and for me when I judge the first games and also what what Frank is doing it's uh, it's not uh, the question uh, if uh, they are successful just the question when they are successful and uh, so hopefully not not tomorrow so we know it, it can happen because they, um, uh, they cause teams like Liverpool unbelievable amount of problems I think Less than the first half, uh, they played them more or less out of the park. 
um, there will be the, the moment when everything comes together and there, there was an outstanding result and then a few outstanding results um, in, a, in a row and we know there's a big danger uh, when you face uh, such a side in such a moment but um, it's like this so we want to be competitive tomorrow and, and hopefully uh, it's not that uh, yeah, the uh, row of success starts tomorrow you see a lot of similarities already with how he set his derby team up with what he's trying to implement at Chelsea. Yes, in terms of um, of the way how they want to play, yes, you can compare. So you see a bit the the the, the this um, yeah the handwriting of the uh, of the coach. That's uh, that's for sure. But it's of course a different level because the individual quality is is much higher. Though, so the experience of uh, of many players is much higher. So for that, you always and and Frank is smart enough to know this and also. Um, the the claims of a big club like Chelsea is is a bit different to to Derby County, um, and and um, there is no one who can judge this better than Frank Lampard because he has played so many years for this uh, for this club and he knows exactly what this club means and what the what the habit and the claim of this club is. So for that, of course, he has to adapt uh, his style also a bit slightly um, to the to the to the size and the ambitions of the club. But one um, percent, you see the intensity and also the the um, the will to 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 dominate the games and and to play pretty pretty much attacking offensive football and uh, I like the style a lot to be honest. Uh, just final one from me in terms of the key areas tomorrow. It looks like go back to what we said right at the start. The difference maybe from Newcastle. Newcastle seems to be happier to sit off and try and counter. He seems to want them to press high in midfield. So mm. that underlines it's going to be a different game for you tomorrow than you play. Yes, I, I also expect a, a different, uh, different g- uh, game to be honest, because it's it's not the style of, of Chelsea that to sit back and anyhow to to hope that they are well structured and anyhow to pray that there's a anyhow a two-time deflected uh, strike and, and they anyhow was parking the bus they score a goal. So my feeling is um, Chelsea's style will be a bit um, uh, much more progressive and proactive and and uh, more brave. Um, yeah, but we have to be prepared. So we also have to find some solutions. I'm, I'm also not 100% sure if it's really like um, uh, they will go all in in this terms because Frank spoke also after the last game. They have to control the counter a bit better and have to close the last row a bit a bit better. I'm, I'm also sure that he's aware that we uh, are offensive threat meanwhile and he knows us also from the from the last season. So I'm pretty sure that they will try to find a good balance. So my feeling is there will be also periods when they. Uh, to perhaps try to be there with counterattacks. So my feeling is, um, they won't sit uh, that deep. That's uh, that's for sure. But I think they will try to find a good balance, and we also have to control the counter. So in general, so it will be a quite complicated game. Uh, is my feeling. Sorry, will you be hoping for a, a, maybe a, a less exciting game than the one you had against Frank Lampard and Derby here? That was one of your more bizarre matches as Norwich manager, wasn't it? Yes, it's. That's why, right, but uh, not uh, less entertaining because we play football for the fans and football should always be entertaining. So I hate nothing more than just boring stuff for football. So it's like 90 minutes, both teams park the bus and anyhow, you speak about a stalemate and, and that you are smart. Uh, anyhow, so it's more like now we, we play for football is a great business and lots about money and contracts and to be successful. And we're not naive. It's always about getting this uh, three points. It's always uh, the biggest claim. Uh, you're not judged by your performance. It's just um, uh, how beautiful your performance is. It's more like you you want to win points, but uh, it's also for fun. We play for the fans, and for that, I want us to to entertain our supporters. Uh, I hope that the good thing is uh, that we don't need the floodlights uh, tomorrow, because it killed us a bit in the uh, in the last game. 
I think it was the last game that we lost at home when I'm right, yes, yes. And uh, I think the, the game was nearly nearly already won because we went 3-2 up just eight minutes to go or whatever. And then it was like a big break because the floodlights were not working. So the good news is um, we don't we won't, probably won't need the floodlights uh, tomorrow at, at lunchtime. <laughs> But I don't really that long ago it was a completely different um, different side. I'm not sure how many players of, of our team were involved in, in this team, perhaps Alex Tete. Um, yeah, I think Tim Close and Henley were around, but not many more, so completely different different game. But um, yeah, of course. So several players of, of Chelsea were also also involved. So of course, I can remember um, yeah, top players like as Billy Quigley, for example, or Pedro was involved, William or whatever. So, and we were competitive because we were brave and and uh, well, there was uh, was a stalemate, I think. No, no. Um, but it was a pretty entertaining uh, game because uh, we also tried to to go into this game on the front foot, and it's not like just anyhow parking the bus. It was a pretty open game, uh, if I'm honest, and also pretty uh, entertaining game. Then uh, back at Stamford Bridge, and um, that that shows already, of course. So Chelsea has much more, but we're not naive. So it's not like we are a newly promoted side, and we have spent less than one million pound in, in transfer sums in the summer so we can't speak about okay right now we face the reigning uh, champion of the Europa League Chelsea and and uh, now okay right now we play them out of the park we're not naive um, but it shows that in each and every game you, you have a chance and when you're at your best and that's what we're trying to do tomorrow Norwich fans have probably got used to your team dominating possession in, in home matches in the championship even last week against Newcastle you had more than 50% possession is it possible against a team like Chelsea dominate possession or it is possible. We had even uh, at Liverpool more possession than Liverpool had. So um, in general, it's 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 always possible. But there is a point on the other side as well. So sometimes you also have to accept, especially when you face such a such a side that there are periods in the game when you have to run after the ball. And, and Chelsea will get the ball because they have so many quality and so much quality and so many quality players. Um, it's 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 difficult to handle all the quality. So I'm pretty sure we won't end up the game with 90% possession, and they just have to run after us. So uh, we ha will have to be good in, in many many topics. Um, so our our defending behavior has to be good. Our our controlling of the counters has to be good. We have to defend um, the set piece in a pretty aggressive and concentrated way. So in general, we need a pretty much a round up performance in order to be um, to be there in order to to win some points. You, you mentioned, sorry, Charlie. You, you <coughs> mentioned a little bit about the, that Derby game, but Mason Mount scored the, the late winner in that game. He's obviously with, with Frank Lampard at Chelsea, so he's obviously going to be an influence. But also from Saturday, uh, Puky got that got the he headlines. But Lightner bringing Lightner in and Todd Cantwell's performance. Do you think those are the three that are going to make a big difference on tomorrow? Um, so at first, may, may, if Mason Mount makes a difference. Yeah, for, for Chelsea, will he be a key player for them? Do you think? Yes, definitely. Mason Mount is without any doubt a, um, a top-class player, full of full of potential. Proved this in the Championship. My feeling is he also proved this during his first appearances. But uh, it's also like um, I don't judge a player just by a few weeks or whatever. And, and even Mason, so I like him a lot without any doubt. And I'm convinced he will have a great career. But it's more like you have to um, um, to go step by step. And and right now it's it's a different level. Uh, in order to play in the, in the championship and for that 
I'm pretty sure he will prove it, but he has to prove it right now, also that he can be outstanding on uh, on this level. But um, yeah, and of course he's full of potential and he can always make the difference. And uh, but uh, if I'm honest, so Chelsea has so many players, so it's not like we just can focus on on Mason Mount. When I think about their offense, uh, so many top class players who have already proved that they can play on the on the top level. Um, it will be also also important to to control them and um, even. Uh, could could even happen that he, Mason is not involved in the starting lineup. So we'll see what what happens tomorrow. But we are fully aware that uh, Chelsea has so many threats. Um, and for us, of course, we we need good individual performance of of each and every player. Of course, also of um, Timo Pukki if he's involved tomorrow, of Moritz Leitner if he's involved tomorrow. But in general, the most important thing is always that you are there with a uh, with a good team performance. And it's not so much if if a player is shining with many passes. I think Moritz has got a record in passing in the last game. I'm not so interested in winning uh, the record of passing. It's also not so interesting that uh, Timo Pukki at the moment seems that he wins a gold boot. So for me, it's important that we win points. And and um, if if the, uh, for example, if several of my individual players uh, will look poor today, but it means we are there with a good team performance and we will win some points. I would definitely take it. But each and every player of my players can can make a difference, and hopefully also tomorrow in a positive way. Can I just ask you one more question about Timu? When much has been made of his journey to get here to Norwich, different clubs, what do you remember about him when he was playing for Schalke those two years? Um, because you know, his, actually his goals to games ratio wasn't that bad. You know, he scored eight goals. Just what do you remember him playing for Schalke? Of course, he has developed, and my, my feeling also also improved. But you could even feel in this early stage of this career that. Um, he has natural instinct in, in order to score goals, so his, his ability to, to finish really ice cold and, and really fully concentrated, also in difficult situations, was uh, was amazing. And I also liked his movements. Also, got the feeling even in, in these terms, he was perhaps not that that much focused like he is right now in, in his best years of his, of his career. But even there, you you could feel that he's thinking about the team and was a team player and really really nice guy as well and always there with a great attitude so I liked him a lot and, and because this was one of the reasons we followed him and I followed him in the, the following years and, and when there was a possibility to bring him in um, yeah we, t- we took our chance and yeah, the decision was not too bad that's for sure Daniel a young, a young player that Chelsea signed in January that hardly no one yet knows that much about in um, Christian Pulisic um, did you work with him at Dortmund and if so what kind of player is he and what, what should Chelsea fans be looking forward to seeing Top class player, I would take him. That's uh, that's for sure. But uh, we had no chance. Um, yeah, we worked uh, together in, uh, in Dortmund, so uh, not directly together because I was not responsible there for the first team. And Christian at this time played in the under 19, but was also several times involved in, uh, in the first team. And he's a top class player, so it's it's uh, he will have a great great career. I'm, I'm pretty sure the big money move was was totally deserved and was um, my feeling a really good decision. Um, to to buy him because um, for me he's one of the biggest uh, biggest uh, offensive talents really in the whole world and a really really good transfer. This is for example one of the players we have to be unbelievable unbelievable uh, concentrated and fully focused and and yeah he's also an unbelievable nice guy and I wish him uh, really all the best in his in his whole career all this best also for Chelsea. But I would also take it if he's not shining that much tomorrow. That's for sure. Daniel, what have you made of um, Ellie's first two games? Good, pleased with him because he had a bit difficult, um, difficult uh, preseason um, with some injuries and was struggling a bit. Then also to to get back on the on the fitness level, but 
he was much improved in the last uh, last 12 um, days. So for me, really a good performance against Liverpool. Delivered already uh, with an assist. Also good, really good performance uh, in the last game. Perhaps not like because in the in the last games of last season, he always had the headlines with goals and assists or whatever. But it's uh, I've got many players who can can uh, grab the headlines and and can make a difference. And there's also some space for improvement always. Um, also, my feeling is he's not there with. 100% so far, but I'm pretty pleased uh, how he worked right now and uh, also with his performance because otherwise he wouldn't be able to to be there with such a round-up performance against against Newcastle. So totally on the right pass, but um, he still can play better, that's for sure. Were they just niggly, in, niggle, sort of little injuries where they in pre-season and just bits and, I don't know, how they were, but... He, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was he was out, so didn't have that much much game time in the... In the in the in the friendly games, also then I had to throw him in into the game against Bergamo and Toulouse, and our feeling was uh, he was not fully fit in this moment, but he needed this games anyhow. I think in this uh, in this games his performances were not that well, but our feeling was he needed this games in order to, to get uh, back um, back in shape. And thank God it was the right decision to put him in, because um, yeah, of course when you're not fit and you have to play sides like Bergamo and Toulouse. Some players struggle a bit with the self-confidence, but but not Amy. He's always uh, full full of self-confidence, and he needs a bit more the the minutes. He's still on the way back to to reach 100%, uh, but not too that far away that he was perhaps four weeks ago. And my feeling is he was there was good performance, definitely good performance in the first two games. And just finally, when he's not when he's not at, not at 100% now, is he one of those players? Because he strikes me as a, as a guy who's in a hurry. You know, he wants mm. to be there as soon as possible. So. Mm. The, do you need to have a word with him in, in that way just to tell him it will come or in general Amy is an emotional player and, and he, he loves football and he is just happy when he's when he has a ball and whatever so it's more like sometimes he's, he's emotional he is uh, from South America and then you have his flying arms and, and when he even in training uh, when he hits a post and set off uh, the top corner then he's unbelievably disappointed and you uh, thought he yeah, he's uh, would be I don't know has to go in jail for four weeks or something like this. So he's there with this attitude, and to be honest, I like this attitude because it's 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 great to to be allowed to to work with such a such a player. And you always have to find a balance that you have to calm him down sometimes or give him sometimes a bit more self confidence or to calm his self confidence down. So it's but it's it's uh, it's part of the job. So in general, so his behavior in the last in the last weeks was was quite good, and we didn't have to have. Too many chats, so it was more like during the last season when he was shining or whatever. Then you have um, to calm him down a bit, uh, a bit more often uh, in comparison to the, to the last week. So my feeling is he's in a good, he's in a good position, good place, and um, all good at the moment. Thank you. Good. Bye.